Hello, America. It's Friday. So glad that the week is over. So now we can pretend that everything is normal for two days and then come back to work and go, holy crap, the world is still on fire. Uh, welcome to the program. We're going to we're going to go try to we're gonna spray some water on some of these uh, fires that are burning. And we do that in one minute. This is the Glenbeck program. Spray some water on it. Yeah. Whoops. I guess that's gasoline. Um, imagine for a moment your house were on fire. And from the moment you realize it, you have a choice between two different fire departments. The first fire department will get to your house in 45 minutes because they'll go, nah, it's probably not really a fire. You're like, no, 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 my house is on fire. Yeah, I'm not sure. Usually it's not. Now, the other one is same distance away, but you call them and you're like, hey, my house is on fire. And they're like, really? We'll be right there. And they're there in seven minutes. That is exactly what happens with Simply Safe. Now, because our alarms are you know pretty much all the same and they all go off and 911 is alerted, that's when they're like probably not really anything going on in the house. It just went off. Simply Safe is the one that is calling and they're like no no no, we no, we're there. We see it. We see it. There's somebody breaking in. That is the difference with Simply Safe and they're the only ones that do this. Simply safe. Why wouldn't you give yourself an advantage of having only, a, you know, seven minutes of somebody breaking into your house and then catching the guy? Simply safe. I'm sorry. Was I sexist? Catching the person because it could be a woman or a big golden butterfly. However, that person might identify or non-person might identify. The police will come and in the world of tomorrow, probably comfort them and say, you know what? You do deserve their stuff. Anyway, Simply Safe is there. Huge deal going on right now. SimplySafeBeck.com. Get a free HD security camera when you order. It's a $100 value. Get your free HD security camera now at SimplySafeBeck.com. That's S I M P L I. Do I have to spell this for you? It's simply, but not with a Y. It's with an I. SimplySafeBeck.com. And you know what? If you spell it with a Y, and it doesn't take you there, then Simply Safe should probably. There's probably a, a cyber squatter that is like, I've got the Y. I've got the Simply Safe with the Y. Uh, SimplySafeBeck.com. SimplySafeBeck.com. I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't know what's happening. I don't know what's happening. Just my look told you that I was asking what is happening? Yes, that is exactly, that is exactly what I was saying in my it head. Was, so. It was. I know. Welcome to it. I guess I'm in a good mood because yesterday I got to, this has never happened to me before. Yesterday I was going home and as I'm leaving the office, uh, they said, okay, don't forget Bill O'Reilly tomorrow. And I'm like, no, 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 tomorrow's Thursday. Mm. And they went, no, tomorrow's Friday. And I'm like, no, no, come on. Seriously. It's, come on. it's, it's Wednesday. No, it's Thursday. I didn't believe them. I asked somebody else, and they said, no, it's Thursday. And I said, shut up. I went home last night. I get into bed with my wife, and we're setting the alarm clock. And I said, is it really Thursday? And she, she looked at me like crazy, like, yeah, don't you feel like it was 
uh, Thursday on Monday. And I'm like, <laughs> for some strange reason, no, this is the first time in my life that I've screwed that up. Usually it's Wednesday and you, they're like, and you're like, oh, tomorrow's Friday. And they're like, no, it's only Wednesday. And you're like, I want to hang myself. This is the first time. It's possible your rather lengthy vacation you just it is. came off of. May I suggest yeah. that everyone takes two weeks off every <laughs> other week. So in other words, you come back for a week, a... take it because next week it's not going to be like this. Next no. week I'm going to be like, oh crap, Tuesday. I thought it was Friday. <laughs> That's true. I know. I know. So take. And I want to make sure I understand the advice. Take two weeks off. Every come back to work. Week. Oh, yeah. okay. Mm-hmm. Come back to work for a week. One week. Then take two weeks off. Then come back for a week. It's like, I mean, yes, we'll be like France, but we'll have that moment of joy on a Friday morning going, I can't believe it. I'm getting away with something. It feels like Thursday. <laughs> we are headed to the world of Wally anyway. Let's just go. Yeah, let's it. go. Let's go to it. Let's go. All right. There's a couple of things. Uh, let's. I just want to go down to the news because we have Rabbi Lappin on today. He's got some. Re- we, you want to talk about good insight on Talib and Omar being banned from uh, uh, Israel. Good day for a visit for Rabbi Lappin. Yeah, good day. Pre-planned, good day. but uh, yeah. this is going to be. It's going to be really good. interesting. Yeah, no, to it's going to be perspective. Good. Um, I've got some perspective on that one too. Yeah. Mm. I've got a little story to share. You know, the uh, Israeli law has perspective on it. Yeah, does it? Yeah. And, really? And the Israeli law says that they shouldn't be able to come in. Yeah. They say that they can waive it. And so uh, what we're asking for is special privilege for Elon Omar and Rashid Tlaib. Rashida yeah, Tlaib. I don't think so. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess Tlaib's getting it now because uh, she's going to go visit her grandmother, oh. uh, which is very, very nice oh, of Israel. Really but sweet. still, like, they act as if it's like this crazy idea that Donald Trump had last week. It was a law passed in the country that if you support the BDS movement, you can't come. You're not going to be able to visit. Well, I mean, I don't know. I don't know how they think they can get away with that. Look, we want to make sure that nothing from Israel is ever brought into our country. Hey, I'm going to go visit Israel. (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think so. And the media just can't be pleased with no matter. I mean, no matter what Donald Trump says. First, he says uh, Rashida Tlaib should go back to her country and they get all mad. And now they're saying, don't go back to that. Stay here. And now they're getting mad at that. Right. I mean, this guy just can't win. He can't win. (laughs) All right. So we we have that now. Have you seen how uh, Patrick Byrne? from overstock is being treated did you see that his stock went down because he was on fox going yeah i i got some news for you i was uh, strangely kind of in a hitchcock movie kind of way found myself in the middle of you know both the clinton uh scandal and also the uh the trump russia scandal i was there with the fbi as well i know what's really going on and it's going to be a big scandal when it comes out and it you know but the good thing is the attorney general's on it, and I've already given my testimony to the attorney general. And the New York Times and everybody else is like, this guy's crazy. Wait, what? How is he crazy? You do what? What's their evidence what's to say that he's crazy? Yeah, I mean, I honestly want to know. First of all, he's not saying anything on either side. No, neither side should be pissed at him. Right. He's like, look, I'm telling you, the FBI is corrupt. It's dirty. Shouldn't we all really care about that? Yeah. Um, and, and so the New York Times is saying that he's crazy because he's inserting himself into this. Well, he story had some or? crazy romance with this Russian agent. 
She wasn't a Russian agent. Yeah. You see Eric Metaxas? Eric Metaxas, uh, well, he might have he might have DM'd me on this. So I don't No, I think he I think he posted last night on on Twitter and he was like, hmm. "I know her. This is one of the greatest misju- uh, um, uh, uh, miscarriages of justice I've seen." He's like, she is not a spy. And, well, and that's wait, what they found. That's right? what they found. Yeah, they found that she's not a spy. They found that she just didn't register as a foreign agent. Um, but when you say agent, you're like, say foreign lobbyist. Right. right. That's an easier way to yes. talk about it. Right. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, I guess if you're an investor, you just don't like any uncertainty. Right. So if there's a new thing coming out and you're not sure how it's going to play out, maybe that's what's hurting the stock price. But that's a bizarre because there's as of now, there's nothing that would indicate that he's doing anything erratic. Right. He actually was acting very responsibly. If what has been reported is true. Yeah, I think he's really responsible, like Uber responsible. He's done everything you were supposed to do. Yeah, it's the stuff that, you know, frankly, it's the stuff they yelled at Donald Trump for not doing. Right. Donald it's, Trump Jr. At least. It is what every time you're like, well, OK, yeah, maybe they should go to prison. They didn't call the FBI. I mean, who wouldn't call the FBI? Yeah, he so did. he calls the <laughs> FBI, does exactly what all of us are screaming at our televisions that all these politicians should do. He actually does it. And the New York Times is like, he's crazy. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, young Americans warming up to communist China. Sometimes, sometimes. Now, I am one of these guys who always has... I I have real hope for the future because of the younger generations. I see them as real heroes. I see them as... You know, waking up and then yeah, and some- I observe them, and that's the other thing. Like I actually observe them honestly, and so I have the opposite opinion. Right, mm-hmm. and some days like today, I'm feeling like the old "get up my lawn" guy. <laughs> what the hell is wrong with you? They're warming up to communist China. Uh, for what are you a fan of their concentration camps? No, they have schooling for everybody. Those are big re-education compounds. Everybody gets a new education for free. Yeah, the barrel of a gun and... Uh, free health care after they shoot you. Yeah. Uh, it's a great... Yeah, they take care of all the burial expenses. It's everything very nice. For you and your whole family, mm-hmm. if you're lucky enough. Uh, let's Huge see. government benefit there. Did you hear about the artist that uh, painted Bill Clinton in a dress? Okay, you know this? Have you heard this story? This is Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah. In, in, in his apartment in mm-hmm. New York... Um, which apartment is a weird word for what that was. It was one of the biggest residences in the entire city. Uh, but he had a painting of Bill Clinton in a blue dress. And some and, found that to heels. be a little strange. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, he he was wearing red heels and a blue dress, like a Monica Lewinsky blue dress. Right. And he was kind of, you know, slung over a chair in the White House. And uh, when, you know, when that came out, somebody took a picture of that and they were like, OK, that's weird. That's weird. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't have that. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know anybody. I mean, you know, but some people do have dogs playing poker. That probably should be disturbing as well. Come on, dogs dressed I, as poker players. Yes. No, I'm not saying that that's not weird, but yeah. certain things hit a cultural line in which they become less weird, I guess. Like, people have also have, you know, singing fish on their walls. Like, I wouldn't necessarily oh, do I that. Oh, I would have a singing fish on my wall. That's I want, weird, though. Okay, no, no, no. I was in... <laughs> When I was in Australia, mm-hmm. I mean, the days go on forever. And so we would go to like these flea market, you know, things. 
they have animals, uh, you know, heads of animals on walls, you know, at these flea market places. And they're animals you've never seen before. You're like, whoa, I think that's a cow to most people over here. But I've never seen one of those with horns like that. And so I was walking through and I'm like, how can I get this on the commercial flight? Can I get that in the overhead? Would it be weird if I was like taking this animal? And I decided, yes, <laughs> yes, it would be. Um, but I just wanted my son looked at me and said, why do you want that? And I said, because I want to make an like a little automatic mouth that I can, you know, the singing fish. I want to be able to have like a big animal head like a, I have this like big, huge uh, buffalo head. And there's part of me that, I mean, I don't want to do it because it feels, I mean, it feels weird. There's like, hey, we killed this buffalo. Even, maybe he died of natural causes. I don't know. But, you know, hey, I had this buffalo head. Now I'm just going to make it into a big joke. So I kind of feel bad about it, but not that bad. If I was married to somebody who still enjoyed my sense of humor, it'd already be a talking buffalo. And I'd be able to turn music on and it would look like it was singing or, you know, I could have like a Mr. Microphone where I'd be like, hey, welcome to the living room. You know, something where I could freak people out. It'd be fun. I I will say you do own a giant real polar bear. You do realize that, right? A real polar bear that has been that died in like 1960 something. How much how much do you think it would cost? Okay, how much do you think it would cost? I'm serious. Do we have anybody in the audience that could make that polar bear so its hips swing? Okay. Uh-huh. Okay, and, I'm with you and now. the mouth uh-huh. can kind of like sing along. That would be fantastic. It would be a disgrace to do it to a bear that had been killed in 1971 and is like you don't do that to bears, but we did back whoa, in the whoa, old whoa, days. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Why would it be a disgrace? That's a I, I don't, I'm sorry. Do I have I not just, enough I reference kinda, for a polar no, bear just, that died? Didn't it, didn't, it, didn't it die? It didn't even yeah, get but, shot. Okay, so it? let me put it this way. Let me put it this mm-hmm. way. Have you ever seen people who, like I was, again, Australia, it's weird, but they're a place with giant spiders. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm there and I'm looking at this. It's a place that had all the heads on the wall. And that's not what, it wasn't like a sign that says, we have exotic heads on the wall. It was just like a flea market thing. Okay. Well, if there's exotic heads on the wall, you don't need a sign that says we have exotic heads on the wall. Well, right no, there. It was, no, I know, but it wasn't. Okay. There was a lot of them to not say, you know, not, not have that as a calling card. You know, you're looking in the phone book and you're like, where can I buy exotic heads? You know, we got a lot of them. Maybe right. we should tell people. I'm just saying. <laughs> but there was this creepy cat, a cat, like a house cat that had been stuffed like it was like walking and looking at like, Right. And this you're is, like, what? The, who stuffed the cat? This is the beginning of Pet Cemetery. This is kind of right. very similar. Right. Okay. So, <laughs> so like, I wouldn't do that to my dog. If my dog died, Victor died, Uno died, Ella died, you know, I'm not going to stuff them and then, like, and look, he can talk now, too, and sing songs in his hip swivel. That just seems wrong. This is a bear that was dead before you were born. Right. Uh, no, technically not. Not well, right around yeah. the time, <laughs> yeah, right? right. Um, I don't think it's the same thing. But, I mean, you already own it and, and have used it for a prop a hundred times. Yeah, I have dressed him as Santa. Right. Right, and put a this Coke is, in his This hand. is the thing to animate. If you could animate a real polar bear life-size. Yeah. yeah. I want to put, like, a Hawaiian skirt on him. So when his hips swivel, he's, like, doing the hula. 
Oh, this is this is this. There's got to be. You know is what? there anyone in the audience <laughs> that can think about how to chop this bear up? Now you'd have to you'd have to know you could do it. I'd be pissed if you like chopped it up and you're like, yeah, it didn't work. I'd be pissed. You know? Yeah, you got to have some expertise in this field. I'm yeah, I don't just... know how you would. I don't know what credentials you would have to have to go. No, I can do this. I've done it before. Well, not with a polar bear or any other animal like this, but. Things are going too well in this company lately. It's time to blow a couple million dollars it on, is. Uh, well, on a dancing know, bear. Well, crazy. A couple million. <laughs> thinking like 200 bucks. <laughs> I, I, I mean, how much does fish things cost? They're like forty nine ninety nine. Okay, so this is a bigger fish thing. It's the same concept. You could same even put con- a bunch of other fish inside if that's if that right. If that works, just use the other parts. Look, if you'd like to take this on, it's like I made the bear. I made the hula bear because it will be famous. Who else has a hula dancing polar bear from nineteen seventy one? Nobody. This will be famous. You will be famous. <laughs> 888-727-BECK. Call <laughs> now. There's got to be like an enterprising taxidermist who's yes. like, oh, that's a challenge. It's called innovating in your field. Yeah. Step up. All right. Cruise through history. It's happening next spring. Imagine being trapped on a ship with us. Yeah, that's pretty. No, no. Let me phrase that. Imagine floating in a historic museum filled with artifacts to help explain the founding of our republic. And imagine that you are there with some of the greatest people to explain history. Rabbi Lappin, David Barton, Tim Ballard, Bill O'Reilly. And then you're still trapped on that floating museum with us. Uh, We are going to Greece. Athens, you know, we're going to Athens, which is Greece, strangely. Mm-hmm. Uh, Athens, Usually. Venice, uh, and the Middle East. Uh, we're going to, well, I mean, I, you know, and, hey, you want to go on vacation? Sure, where are you going? We're going to the Middle East. That doesn't sound good. Saying no. Israel mm-hmm. is a little better. And we're almost definitely going to be let in. Uh, yeah, I think, <laughs> I, think, I think everybody on the ship probably would be let in unless your last name is Omar. Uh, anyway, uh, there's only just a few cabins left. They're offering a $300 discount uh, to sell it out. If you've been thinking about it. It would be a funny way for her to get in, to book a, a, a cabin on this cruise. There's 3,000 Glenbeck <laughs> listeners on I this know. ship already. Do you really think that? Maybe she'll convince us of some socialism and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Give, uh-huh. it a, give it a whirl. That would be a fun trip. Oh, it'd be fun for us. Imagine floating around for like 10 days with all of us and Omar, just Elon they bring, Omar. Bring all the whole squad. We, we, we can have like variety shows great. together. Be great. Uh, anyway, it's all inclusive, including airfare. I was trying to convince my wife last night. She's like, we don't have to pay for the airfare. And I'm like, no, it's included in there. So we don't have to put that on top. No, it's included in there. <laughs> Call them. I think that's wrong. No, it's included <laughs> in that. ComeSailAway.com. Go there now. ComeSailAway.com. Uh, one of the few last cabins uh, are uh, available now. $300 off, but it ends this week. ComeSailAway.com. We break for 10 seconds. Station ID. I didn't even finish the Bill Clinton. I did. 
I didn't even get a chance to finish. You wouldn't even let me finish. Yeah, the, I'd agree you're not doing your job well. Yeah, the uh, Bill Clinton dressed in a, in heels and a dress painting. Mm-hmm. The deal is, is that uh, the artist, she just, she's watching the news and she's like, whoa, 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 that's my painting. It was in whose house? I mean, first of all, you're the <laughs> artist of a really creepy painting. And uh, I'm surprised that like this the sex fiend had that in his house. Where else do you think it's going to be hanging? Who else is going to be hanging unless they have dogs with poker and it's kind of funny? You know, yeah, I have it down in the pool room. It's kind of funny. It's with next to the dogs with poker. Only a really creepy sex fiend would have that. So she's watching the news and she's like, wait a minute, that's my painting. And the thing is, uh, she didn't sell it. She she did it when she was in New York art school, and she, the the painting remained with the art school. And she's like, I don't know how he got it. <laughs> and it's apparently he gave a lot of money. I don't know for a building or something at the art school. And so the art school's like, oh crap, he gave us a big check. What can we do? Hey, give him that painting. <laughs> you know, so they gave him this painting. Probably put it in a nice frame and made it into a big deal. You know. Right. Not like this is done by oh. one of our students. This is a very important artist. I feel like he requested it. He might have. Right? I'll give you a building for that beautiful painting. At least if you're the artist, you can when you die, you can know that you brought a little bit of joy to Jeffrey Epstein's life. Yeah. At Holy least you cow. have that going Wouldn't on. Wouldn't that be for awful? You. You'd be like, that's he's got my book in his <laughs> library. <laughs> this is the Glenbeck program. All right. Uh, if you're a gun owner and an enthusiast, yes, I am too. And I know the two of us uh, take owning our and carrying our firearms seriously. Um, you don't carry a gun unless you're actually going to be, you know, practicing with it. If you're actually going to go to the range and you're going to be responsible, that's that's who we are as as gun owners. The USCCA knows that, and they provide life-saving education, training for their membership. They're fully dedicated to educating, training, and legally protecting responsible gun owners like you and me. Well, they're you know giving away uh, pairs of uh, of guns. The USCCA uh, is giving away more guns every day. <laughs> this is so crazy. In today's world, I am so happy to say, hey, you want a gun? All you have to do is text Glenn, G-L-E-N-N, to the number 87222. That's G-L-E-N-N. Text that now to the number 87222, and you might win uh, a brand-new gun from the USCCA. Coming up today, Bill O'Reilly will be joining us next hour. If you want to join Blaze TV, go to blazetv.com. Use the promo code GLEN for 10 bucks off. Man, I'm really excited to welcome a brand new sponsor to the show, Tecovis. I know how ridiculous a great pair of boots can cost. Tecovis makes great boots and accessories. They sell their boots directly to the customer, so their boots are half the price of anything that's even similar in quality. They're all handmade with a 200-step process with only the best materials. Their entire line honors the timeless traditional boot styles. No silly stitch or sequins or loud colors or anything else. These are just great boots like my grandfather would have worn. With Tecovis, there's no need to break them in. They arrive already ready to be worn immediately, comfortably. They're easy to order with tremendous customer service.
service, Tecovis always has free shipping and free returns. Check out their boots and their clothing and accessories right now. Tecovis.com slash back. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com slash back. Welcome to the uh, program, uh, Mr. Pat Gray. How are you, sir? I am awesome. You? Uh, you're awesome? Practically perfect. In every way. Almost. We're, yes. So we're just talking about my trip to Australia, and uh, you know, I was, I was there to... Uh, hang on just a second. got to turn this off for a second. I was there to uh, um, reunite a family, and um, you know, that we're both... It was a mother and a daughter. They were both slaves from ISIS. They thought they were dead. Each of them, uh, we moved the Each mother. Each thought the other was dead. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we moved the mother to Australia. She was rescued. We got her to Australia. Then the That's daughter cool. was rescued. And the mother, I mean, the mother thought she's dead. You know, I, I saw her. She was sold for sex slave. And uh, she was 12 years old at the time. She's now 17. Oh, wow. um, and so we, we reunited them. It's an amazing story. And these are story. people that Tim's group. No, this is Nazarene Fund. Okay. Yeah, this wow. is Nazarene Fund. Um, and so we, um, um, we're we doing a documentary on it. It's really, it's really going to awesome. be amazing. But anyway, so he said, how, how was Australia? And I said, other than big, you know, big deadly everything, uh, you know, it was, it was good. And he said, but I hear Sydney's great. And I'm like, yeah, I've heard that too. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it is, you know, it's worth a drive to. It's like Pittsburgh. Well, it's a great city. Mm-hmm. I'm, it not, is. I'm not Pittsburgh even flying. I'm not even flying across the country to go. If I'm in right. within driving distance, I'm going to go to Pittsburgh. Yes, right. Yeah. So that's kind of like Sydney. Yeah, but you're not flying around the world to see Pittsburgh. Right. Right. And it's the same with Sydney. Even with like the Opera House there, the Opera House is <laughs> so everybody okay. says. So it's everyone the only thing says about knows. the Opera right. House. It's like I was on the plane and I wanted to say to the stewardess because I was flying, you know, Qantas. And uh, and so she's like, good day. And I'm like, hey, so what should I see, you know, in Sydney? I'm only there for a couple of days. And she said, uh, well, you've got to see. And I I practically said it with the opera house. I got it. Don't you have anything else but the damn opera house? Um, But apparently the answer is no. The answer is no. (laughs) Don't. Uh, No, it's a nice city. Again, Pittsburgh is a great city. Mm hmm. But a 15-hour plane flight and then being 15-hour time difference, no, I don't, not, not for Pittsburgh. Now, was well, the Opera House really cool, though? Was it amazing? It is more cool than you even think. Really? It really, it, it was like... Why? The architecture up close is, you know, the white thing? Yeah. Oh, you're a sucker for architecture, too. So. Yeah, but, I mean, that's well, why yeah. one of the great building. Yeah. yeah. Right? Okay, but, yeah. you know, the, white, the outer <laughs> shell, those yeah. are all, like, bathroom tiles. Those are all tiles. Really? Yeah. Oh, so that's it's, cool. I mean, it's really beautiful. But here's the thing. Close, really beautiful. Because like, you, you could go see a building because it's you know it looks really cool, and then you go inside, and there's something amazing. Here, you go inside, it's opera. Right. So like, it's actually no, here. Awful. No, no, no. No, I flew to the other side of the planet uh-huh. and then didn't go in. Oh, you didn't go inside? No, you're not going inside. There's no opera happening. There's a, you got to go buy a ticket and you go inside. We went inside. <laughs> what? We went inside and we're like, do you have, a, you have like a tour or anything? And they're like, no, but the ticket counter's over there if you want to mm. see the opera. And we're like, yeah, but no one wants to see the opera. Nobody How can they not know that by the... now? Yeah, come on. It's the only building that anyone knows in the what entire continent. What if Placido Domingo is there and he's going to get you? I don't want to take that chance. Yeah. <laughs> Placido you know. Domingo? Placido Domingo. Yeah, right. Placido <laughs> do- Domingo. Yeah. Placido Domingo <laughs> yeah. is there. I right. don't want him assaulting me. Right. I just don't want that. And did you know that's two buildings? It's actually no. three. The, the, the first little sale kind of thing is a restaurant. 
Then they have the big opera house. And then next mm. to that is like a smaller opera house. They just soon they'll just be having the opera in the restaurant. We got enough seats in here <laughs> to watch this. Do but, they have like a tool shed outside? Too, I you, don't you I know. Don't, store all the stuff. I don't know. Huh. But anyway, so I'm there. You saved us 15 hours. Thank you, by the way. Oh, no, that's, I'm that's saving. The whole no, no, America. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. I went. OK, you want to see it? That's uh, kind of well, disappointing. Yeah, but didn't you see koalas? No. No, I saw him in the zoo. Okay, I could go to San Diego. I want to see him roaming the streets in Australia. Right. right. Okay, so huh. so I'm getting ready to leave. Now, I posted this on my Facebook page. I'm getting ready to leave, and everybody's like, oh, good thing you're leaving now. Cold front's coming in. And I'm like, well, maybe there's something exciting out of the cold front here. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, let's mix things up. I saw the, the opera house on Monday. <laughs> uh, so, um, so the cold front comes in. I get home. And uh, I see this video from uh, from Australia. Look at this. It's snowing. And here are the oh. kangaroos. Oh, that's oh cool. my gosh. Okay, like in a herd jumping through the snow. Which you weren't there to see. Right. That would have been cool. I would have liked that to see them cool. just in the grass jumping. I don't know where that Australia is, but they hide it from the tourists. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and so I, so I go and, you know, I'm looking at these these these. Uh, kangaroos, which I hear are mean. Yeah, the, yeah, supposedly they are. Okay, then why were the kangaroos and the wallabies, which I don't know the difference between them. They both look like kangaroos. Um, they're in this place, and it's like the kids section of of the zoo. All right? And oh. you open it up, and you're just with the kangaroos. And it says, stay on the path. Okay, it's a sign that just says, stay on the path. Well, none of the kangaroos are on the path. Mm-hmm. And they're all sleeping because, I mean, what are you going to do? You're like, I've hopped around here my whole <laughs> life. I mean, it's, you know, I've it's, seen it's it. one room. I've seen it. I'm just Sydney's gonna, not in that great. I saw the, the opera, opera house. house. I can look at it. It's all right over the hill. <laughs> anyway, uh, so I'm looking at these, uh, these, these animals, and I'm seeing these kids, and none of them go up to pet them. But you can, I get. I mean, I didn't. Nobody did, because I hear they're mean. Yeah. yeah. Has no kid in Australia ever been like, I'm going to pet the nice furry little animal and been mauled to death or beaten <laughs> to death or stomped to death? I don't know what they would do, but that hasn't happened. Because in America... I'm always amazed at how much more cautious we are about everything in America than they are anywhere else in the world. It seems like they always take less precautions for people in other places, and it works out fine. You know, what's weird Here is... Here we mollycoddle okay. all, all of us, and... So my sister lives, um, you know, kind of by Yellowstone. And so she has friends that, you know, run stores right at the gates of Yellowstone. And people actually will come into the stores and they'll say, uh, what time do they let the animals out? <laughs> What time do they let the animals out? It's not a zoo, man. It's it's natural. They're just roaming around. The bear lives in the cage and if you're mm-hmm. in the in a cave and mm-hmm. if right. you're driving around and you see the bear, it's not like, "Oh, he's used to bananas and uh, selfies." No, he's living in a cave. This is natural. He'll maul you to death. They think that people think like it's a zoo. It's not a zoo. No. no, it's not a Disney no, ride. It's, it's not. not like let's go on the Disney Yellowstone Park ride. No, not yeah. animatronic no. at all. 
No, yeah, they'll eat you. It's like that, though. I mean, around the world, you go and you see pictures of people traveling, and they, they're doing things that look like death-defying. Yeah, and it's like that's just yeah. not here. And like, you never hear about yeah. them dying. No, I mean, I we um one of my favorite memories as a kid was going to Action Park in New Jersey, which was this amusement oh, yeah, park back in the old days. And I have these like visions of being Jeez. there, like at like eleven years old, standing on this cliff with no attendant. Just pausing people from jumping off of it and then below you there's just a, just like 20 children and you're just jumping off a cliff in between them and trying not to land on one there's like a, they actually had a into water or into water okay. yeah they have like a loop water slide which is very famous it was wasn't open for all that long a because loop water slide people couldn't make it all the way around the loop but like legitimately <laughs> true you get well, halfway up and then yeah, you just slam down one, one person tried Great. it first of all they, they they started just putting dummies down <laughs> Like you know, a hundred and pound dummy. They just like slide the thing down to see like it would a go. human yeah, or like a stuffed no, dummy. <laughs> yeah, but no like, actual stuff. You're kind of slow. Why don't you try it out first? <laughs> no, and they, it was a stuffed dummy. Okay, and because um, they did this isn't like a thing where they went to like a firm where they designed the the you know the physics to make sure people could get around the upside down loop on a water slide. They just built it and started trying. And so they put wow. they put the the first one they put in they put a doesn't a that w. show how deregulated we used to be? <laughs> yes, My gosh, yeah. yes, that's so they, amazing. They put and the I don't know if that's a good <laughs> yeah, thing. I don't, I don't either. You know, but yeah, this we're is too a little used bit, to it now. There were there were definitely several deaths at this. Yeah, park. but wait a minute, hang on but, just a second. Were right. they really? Oh yeah. Oh wow. Not on that side though. Shockingly, hmm. but doesn't that also say something about the rest of us? I mean. I went to uh, the Grand Canyon. You mm-hmm. go to the the Native American I side think of the about Grand that Canyon. All the time. Yeah. You were there. Well, you told me about okay. it. Okay. Yeah. And and there's there's no fence. You're at the edge of the cliff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And you're walking up to it, and you're like, "Well, it, this seems unsafe, but there's no fence here." Right. Uh, and then you see the sign that says, "Don't slip." No safety nets, and you're like, "Don't." That's it. And yep. I talked to the Native American. He's like. You people stupid. <laughs> we smart. <laughs> He's like, he told me, he said, we're, y- you guys have problems all the time. We don't mm-hmm. have people falling over the cliff here because we treat you like you're smart enough to right. know. Yeah. And on the well, other side, it's all fenced off and that's where people fall. Yeah. Because right. they think, oh, I can get over this, this yeah. wall. Which I can get over stupid. this fence. And if I can, you know, sit on top of this fence, they wouldn't let me do that. I mean, you know, if it wasn't safe. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. That's, did you get mad at the Native American for not recognizing you were also part of the tribe? I mean, you're 1% Native oh, American. Right. Remember from no, your we DNA went back and We smoke them one pump. Oh, okay, good, good, good. So anyway, uh, so so this water park. Yes. So yeah. they have the, the loop water slide. The first dummy they put down, they, they put it down. It goes around the loop, comes out the other side decapitated so that was uh, that was the first decapitated? test it de- somehow decapitated the dummy so uh, eventually uh, wow. they started getting the dummies through it then they started paying employees like an extra 20 bucks or a case of beer to test it and so they would go down and some made it you know some got banged up but you know people lived one person got stuck well went up on the side of the loop if you picture it about to go upside down didn't quite make it came back down well, then you're at the bottom of a very long, narrow tube with no way to escape. Oh, man. Right? So they had to build an escape hatch at the bottom of, of the slide. How'd they feed that person in between? <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. It's like, 
Well, we lost him. <laughs> you just slide hot dogs right down the slide. <laughs> now, a couple of days down there, it's going to start because you're in a puddle there. Right. That's not going to be a fun uh-huh. place to be. Um, eventually, they did actually open. I physically, with my own eyes, saw this slide. It was not open the day I was there, but I actually saw it. It is a real thing. And it, um, uh, they opened it for like two days. <laughs> And then people were not making it around the, the, the top of it. They closed it again. They opened it, I think, one more time for like two more days. It was only open. I mean, they built an entire water slide in the middle of the park. And they just like had no... They just kind of were like, I don't know. If we make it that high, they'll probably make it around. It was like the way they calculated <laughs> it. It's incredible. You have to see pictures of it. It's amazing. But I mean, the whole, the whole thing had an alpine slide, which was, you know a giant like bobsled like slide that you'd go from the top of the mountain like on a bobsled but you had no padding on it was just you and your shorts as a little kid on a little tiny scooter going down this thing at like 40 miles an hour i remember i fell off of it at one point like as many people did and it was that smooth concrete you know what i mean so like you'd slide on that Mm. and you'd have no hair and just a so giant this, like and what did your parents say it's like oh what are you dope what are you going too fast exactly, for? exactly right you're supposed to know <laughs> right that is they're taking away our ability as parents to go yep. well dummy <laughs> what did you expect to happen <laughs> Somewhere in America, within the sound of my voice, is a man who has always known the value of a dollar. Whether it was going to buy food to put in his kids' mouths or the collection plate at church, or toward the purchase of boots that he wears on his feet, he has always been aware of how hard he had to work to get that dollar and just what it would take to make him give it up. That's why the boots he wears are Tecovis boots. He's a man who appreciated those times when quality and comfort can exist right alongside affordability. It's Tecovis. Tecovis boots. They're all handmade from the, the, just the best leathers. They take 200 steps to make. It, there's something when you're wearing your pair of Tecovis, and I know because I wear Tecovis boots, there's something about them that just, I don't know, it roots you. You know, you're kind of standing in a room and you're thinking, well, I don't know, should we do that or not? And you look down at the boots and you're like, no, we shouldn't do that. Tacovas believes in the handshake kind of business, the kind where your word is your bond. That's why they have free shipping and returns as well. Tacovas boots. You're going to love them as much as I love mine. Find your pair at tacovas.com slash back. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com slash back. Tacovas.com slash back. Welcome to the uh, program. So glad that you're here. Mr. Bill O'Reilly is coming up in just a second. Uh, he has uh, the the look at the news of the week uh, himself, which is always entertaining, coming up in just a second. I, I do want to talk about the, uh, quote, gay penguins uh, from the, did you see this? The, the, do we have the uh, audio from CNN of the, the gay penguins? There they are. There's the guy. <laughs> Now, I don't know if these are actual gay penguins. And we should point out that they don't have the gay penguin accent. They sound just like other penguins. Right. Okay, well, somebody is speaking here. But but she's speaking a foreign language, so I have no idea what she's saying. But uh, this uh, this couple, I mean, it seems to be like my two dads. 
uh, where they <laughs> show that could not be made today. <laughs> uh, so they're 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 showing these uh, they're showing these penguins uh, and they've been trying to like you know sit on a rock, try to hatch rocks, etc. So they were given an actual penguin egg and they're 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 both sitting on it, uh, you know, taking turns, which is what penguins do, and you know, so I mean. I, I don't know why this is a story. I mean, it's just like penguins who are in a zoo. They don't like have a lot of dating opportunities, I think. And, uh, you know, I guess the father or the mother. I don't know if they're both girls mm-hmm. or I don't know. Be careful. Be, you are treading on thin ice. Maybe they identify as people. Mm. You know, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how they identify. But by the way, this happened on Parks and Rec, the show. They married two penguins, and then they turned out to be gay. It was a big controversy. And now, here it is in real life actually happening. I don't know. Who's going to get in trouble for this one? I'm a little concerned the way you just talked about that. You said the mother. You seem to not know. I'm going to go in it. I'm going to go in a timeout box. Yeah. I'm going to. We're going to need you to be six months the... off and come back and beg for our forgiveness, oh, and then well, we'll say really? no. <laughs> <laughs> it's like real society. <laughs> Okay, thank you very much. Um, Bill O'Reilly is coming up in just a second. First, I want to talk to you about if your if your monthly budget is going towards credit card bills mainly, you got a problem, and it's not you know necessarily a spending problem. It is an it is an interest rate problem. Um, you're just the especially interest- if you miss a payment or something and they jack them up. Oof! Oh, that's the worst. Interest rate payment interest rates on credit cards are just through the roof, and you're never going to pay them off. Uh, like that. So may I suggest do the fiscally responsible thing. Get in touch with American Financing right now and get a consolidation loan. Uh, they can you know, talk to you about it within 10 minutes. Um, you'll be on your way to being able to um, control your, your debt uh, so it's not controlling you. Go to AmericanFinancing.net. From coast to coast, they have you covered. Whether you're looking for a new home, uh, you know, getting out of the adjustable mortgage, which I highly recommend, and getting into a fixed rate, or if you want a consolidation loan and just get out of debt and put yourself on the right track of uh, financial stability, I want you to go to AmericanFinancing.net. That's AmericanFinancing.net. Or you can call them at 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440. Bill O'Reilly is coming up next of entertainment and enlightenment. Mr. Bill O'Reilly and his look at what happened this week. Also, I read his book. Yeah. Uh, We'll talk about that with Bill (laughs) O'Reilly in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Would it be great if everyone you did business with throughout your day could be consistently counted on to be on the up and up? You didn't have to worry about the people that, you know, you had dealings with, you know, uh, worried about them being honest. You know, nothing to say about, you know, being competent in the first place. Well, that's why we have realestateagentsitrust.com. They're not only honest, but they're competent. They are the people. The name says it all, really. They're real estate agents I trust. I trust them to get the best deal. I trust them to know what my house is worth. I trust them in the negotiation process. So how do you how do you gain that trust? Well, you can gain that trust by, you know, using them 
or you can gain that but you have to use them first and then wow i didn't shouldn't have trusted that person or you can come to us because we've already done all of the vetting we've looked at the track record we've met with these people we've personally vetted each of these people and they are people that we trust so you can say that's a real estate agent I trust to get the job done, put you in the right neighborhood for the right house in the right school district at the right price or to sell your house quickly and for the most amount of money. It's real estate agents. I trust dot com real estate agents. I trust dot com. Mr. Bill O'Reilly. Hello, I'm here. Yes. What can I do for you? First of all, you can explain why when I was filling in for two weeks, you didn't bother showing up on Fridays. Nobody asked me. What do you mean nobody asked no, you? No, no, nobody asked oh, me this to come is... on. And I thought you were like uh, putting the nose up into the air. I, I, All I was thinking about was doing an interview with you for an hour uh, all week. And then both weeks I was told you were not available. Well, I think one week I wasn't, but the other week I could have done it. Um, but the, the message never filtered down. Hmm. And let me add another uh, layer onto this. Glenn just said he's read the book. I know. He was on a big plane over to uh, mm-hmm. Australia, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That happened? Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't have a copy of the mm-hmm. book to read. Well, well you don't read. To, you mm, that's know, true. <laughs> beg, not beg, but he sent me a large check. and I uh, Right. Okay. Well, really, that's acceptable. Right. Or I mean, something like that. Um, I mean, you did send a book to my mom signed, and for that I will be ever grateful. So I guess I can't right. complain anymore. And she'll get she'll get this book too before you do. <laughs> Thank so, you. Uh, so, Bill, I <laughs> yeah. uh, I read the book. Okay. Mm-hmm. So how are things? <laughs> <laughs> I know you. Like, I know you like the book because you would not have read it. Had it been boring or not engaged, I did not it. say I finished the book. Oh, you you just said you read the book, Beck. No, I did. Did I say ah. I finished it? Broadcastersitrust.com. <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually you said I did you read the book. <laughs> no, I did. I read the book and I finished it, and it is really really good. In fact, I I I'm sorry you didn't see this. I tweeted. I think I Facebooked. Um, uh, at LAX waiting for my red eye Sydney about halfway through Bill, o- uh, Bill O'Reilly's tome on Trump out in September. It will be his best-selling book yet. Tough wow. questions, even uncomfortable answers, but fair and a very different look at the real Donald Trump. I thought it was excellent, Bill. I really, I, well, I really think nice it is your you. best, your best book. Um, and you, you did the best you can with a guy who's constantly watching TV over your shoulder. That's right. I mean, yeah. he was not engaged in this process at all. He's not <laughs> He's not a I'm going to my high school reunion type of guy. Right. He's right. not. Right. Um, but I thought the stories you told about him, the perspective that you gave, I, I really think it, you know, if anyone is, I, I wrote another uh, Facebook post or something and said, if anyone in the in the media is actually if they really want to understand Donald Trump and take a different look and go, well, wait now, wait a minute, maybe it's this. Um, they should read the book. N- none of them in the media will, but it it honestly, it honestly, uh, without sugarcoating him, without you know avoiding the tough things, you looked at him and you brought a perspective to him that I never thought. I uh, you know 
I, I just I thought well, good. you know I really that's high praise from you, um, and I hope your prediction uh, comes true. That's not a prediction; but, but it's a guarantee. Here, here's what it what it comes down to: whether you like Donald Trump or not, he's a president of the United States. If you love your country and you're engaged in the process of evaluating the president fairly, then you need to know the entire story. You're not getting it in the media. Everyone knows that, okay? You're either getting, we love him, we love him, we love him, or we hate him, we hate him, we hate him. And that, as we have discussed, is based on money. Um, There is ideology involved as well, but it's a primary money play. So I said to myself, you know, I had a killing book. It's already done. But we said, all right, we'll we'll, uh, postpone that. I'll write this uh, Trump book because it's a history book and we need this in America at this time in history. So were you were you um, I mean, I don't know how you well, you love confrontation. I mean, I I think you kind of like I want honest confrontation, though. We we veered away from that. But that's a philosophical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And I just hate confrontation. You know, I I grew up an alcoholic family and it's like, you know, mommy and daddy are fighting. I don't like this. Um, uh, But you don't mind it. But you you confronted him with things when you're when you're leading up to you know what you're about to ask him you're you're thinking oh he's not going to like this um well, he didn't like it you didn't leave it alone and then you wrote some things about it and said look here's what some people say here's what other people say i think it's probably this or that but we don't really know for sure and you're thinking okay how does he like bill o'reilly well, I'll tell you an interesting story in a moment, but um, two things about it. No, no anonymous sources. All right. That I, I'm stopping that stuff right now. Cold. Everybody's on the record. So when you have somebody uh, commenting on the president or you, he's saying it himself, the words are true and the words were um, confirmed by me. So, for example, Don Jr., his son, I thought was very good in giving an insight into Donald Trump, the parent. But I had to check a lot of the stuff that Don Trump Jr. told me, and it all checked out. I thought he was very, very strong in the book. But the confrontational aspect of the book is this. I did ask Donald Trump about his father and some of the things that his father did, about some of the things that he did, Donald Trump himself. But I didn't do it in a confrontational way. And that's why the pages about Megyn Kelly and her debate, and I thought that was one of the strongest parts of the book because we got the true story that's never been told about that ambush on Trump and the uh, well, woman. That must have been towards Kelly. the end because I didn't. <laughs> you were underlining that like, give me a pen. Give me a pen. All, All right. right. So, uh, uh, Bill, let's uh, change subjects. The book comes wait, wait, out, wait, by wait, the way, wait, wait. in, in a more, few. One more thing. Yeah. While you were gone, mm. I was in Trump's presence at a fundraiser in the Hamptons. Okay. Yes. Yes. This is, this is interesting. So I went as a reporter and I was the only national reporter there. The campaign banned everybody else. Nobody else could go to this fundraiser, which raised 5 million bucks for his campaign. I sat right in front of him when he gave his 40 minute speech. Okay, I didn't do the meeting greed or any of that. I didn't see him before. I didn't see him after. He's with the fat cats. They're giving him money. I don't give money to any political candidate. Okay, so he sees me. He knew I was there anyway. And he's and about 10 minutes of the speech is directed to me. Some of it was very funny. 
is mocking me. Um, but I think that he respects me um, because he knows that it's not a sugar-coated deal. And he actually told the audience that, that after some of the interviews that I did with him on television, he would go out furious. And then his wife would say, what are you talking about? You should be answering these questions. This makes you look stronger. So he told that story to his benefactors. Um, and it was a pretty interesting day. That was last Saturday. Yeah, interesting for you. I don't know about the rest of us, but um, uh, thank oh, you. Oh, come on. Sharing. Jealous. <laughs> all, the only guy you're talking to is Stu. I know. I know. I have no friends, Bill. You're talking to me. You're talking to Stu. No, I know. You're going to be jealous. I have come no on. friends. I mean, I'm down to you, and we're not really friends. No. Uh, no. So it's but crazy. You, you know, you should go on a website, friends I trust. <laughs> all right. So, uh, so Bill, let's, uh, let's yeah. start with... Let's start with Philadelphia, because that's kind of a story that kind of, uh, you know, went by the wayside. And I think it is a crazy story, crazy story about the suspect uh, that now is in custody. Six officers were shot. Uh, It was a standoff in Philadelphia. The people from Philadelphia, some of the people in Philadelphia were at some point, you know, mocking the police as they're in this shootout. I mean, it's crazy. Okay, there's four or five things to to the story, all right? Number one, Barack Obama made a very big show out of telling the American people that most drug crimes are nonviolent. I went through the roof when he did that. The narcotics industry in America is the most violent industry we have, which is why the mafia chieftains in the 50s and 60s wouldn't even deal with it, even though they could have made gazillions of dollars it was so nasty they wouldn't even do it okay so this guy is a drug dealer he's got all kinds of guns in his apartment all right and the uh the warrant uh philadelphia police execute a warrant he starts shooting at them okay look at his record you know how many times he's convicted of violent felonies including gun crimes he's serving two years here two and a half years there it's a dangerous man He should have been away for 30 or 40, but no, you can't do that. Because then, if you put somebody in jail for that long, you're persecuting people of color. So you're against, hang on just a second, so you're against the prison reform that the president just did. I'm not against the prison reform if it's very specific, but I have said for years that if you commit a crime with a firearm in this country, you go to federal prison for 10 years mandatory first conviction. That solves the gun violence problem. How many, how many decades do I have to say this? How many times do I have to say it? If you're a criminal using a gun in a crime, it becomes a federal crime. Mm-hmm. And you have a mandatory 10. That stops gun violence. I get so angry because the rest of this gun stuff is BS. It's political posturing. You want to solve it, you put the criminals with guns in prison for 10 years. That's what you do. You know, it's funny that uh, you say that, because if you, have a, if you have a firearm, you are caught with a firearm in New Jersey, uh, and you don't have the bullets, you know, locked in your trunk and, you know, and the, and the trigger underneath your seat in the car and locked in the glove box is a slide. I mean, they throw you to jail throw you in jail i think it's in new york and new jersey for 10 years for carrying a firearm uh without a concealed carry 
Well, you could just that's the absurdity of this. Right. I know. Leave leave the law abiding people who want to protect themselves alone. All right. And concentrate on the guy in Philadelphia who's selling heroin and carries around an AR-15 to protect his operation. It, it, look, Beck, you know and I know we live in a corrupt world, and this is as corrupt as it gets. Okay. And as a result, six police officers got hurt. All right, I want to talk to you more about corruption. I want to get your, your, your thoughts on Epstein and what happened on that. Uh, in just a second, we come back with more from Mr. Bill O'Reilly. Did you know that uh, your fear of heights or the ability to uh, match musical pitch, that they, they have the same thing in common that, you know, your cheek dimples do, your ice cream flavor, uh, favor uh, preference, the frequency in which you get bitten by mosquitoes, all of those things have the same thing in common. You know that? No, I did not. DNA, all determined by your genetics, hmm. all determined by the your genetics. The mosquito thing? Yeah. It's it's really an amazing huh. thing. The physical traits that you have, you know, we know, well, look at the genetics, good genetics there. But all of the other things, too, are also now being uh, sorted down to genetics. And 23andMe uh, shows that you are really a unique person and how you were built. 23andMe, it, makes, it helps you explore what makes you you, including your family. You learn about your genetic heritage, where you came from in the world. Most importantly, you can learn important information about your health uh, or whether or not you have the likelihood for a, a blood sugar-related uh, disorder. It's 23andMe.com. Uh, now, 23andMe.com slash Beck. They don't diagnose disease or describe the overall likelihood of developing disease. You know, you're going to have cancer. Uh, they're not doing that, but they are telling you you're pre, you know you're predisposed to X, Y, and Z, so you can change your life. Order your health and ancestry kit at twenty three andme dot com slash back. Meet your genes in one hundred and twenty five personalized genetic reports to know better who you are, where you came from, and where you need to go to make your life last longer. It's the number 23andme.com slash back. 23andme.com slash back. We break for 10 seconds. Be back with Bill O'Reilly. The United States of Trump, the new Bill O'Reilly uh, book. It's released September 24th. You can find it on Amazon uh, or anywhere else that they're schlepping these things. Um, Mr. Bill O'Reilly joins us now. Bill Eps- Epstein. Yeah. Um, his neck was broken in several places after he hung himself with paper sheets. Well, look, two things. I talked to a New York City coroner about this. And uh, this is obviously the biggest uh, topic of discussion uh, among the coroners in the city. And the consensus is and, and that the autopsy is honest. And this is absolutely could have happened physiologically to this guy. Um, secondly, I walk into my local deli um, a couple of days ago. I'm besieged by mostly women telling me he was murdered and I have to find out who did it. And I'm, I'm looking around going, can I get, can I get my muffin? <laughs> um, 
I mean, it's a populist story, and it's one of those stories like the Kennedy assassination where they're just going to run wild with this stuff. But I'll tell you from what I know, and I, my sources are pretty good, nobody could have gotten into that cell to kill him because there are cameras all over the place, all right? And it, it would have been impossible for that to happen. Number two, he did strangle himself, all right? They say he hung himself, but basically strangled himself with whatever he had as far as a covering was concerned. The coroner's report reflects that, and it absolutely could have physiologically happened. The real story is, were the guards bribed? Because they had to know that this guy um, was up to no good. So that has to be investigated by the Attorney General Bar because it's a federal facility. Um, other than that, I mean, I think people have to step away from the hysteria. I know it's fun and entertaining, um, but I don't think it leads us anywhere. So speaking of hysteria, uh, this, this, um, this inversion, the yield inversion that happened yes. this week, which the media was only giving half the story. Yes, every recession we've had in the last 50 years has been pointed out by a yield inversion, but there have been several yield inversions that did not lead to a recession. Look, uh, the media wants a recession. Um, the New York Times, Washington Post, they want it yeah. because they know that the Democratic field, and I think we know enough now. Um, there's another debate coming up in three weeks, um, but we know enough that it's very weak. Would anybody disagree with that listening to me across America? No. The Democratic field is very weak. You've got actually dangerous people running for president there who would put this. You think a, re, uh, a recession might come if Bernie Sanders or Elizabeth Warren get elected president. We might have a depression, not a recession, a depression, because corporate America would be corporate Belgium. They're going to get the hell out of here with these socialist people if they ever got power. I mean, it would be a flight of capital out of this country. Foreign investment would dry up. You're looking at a catastrophe. And this is fact-based, all right? So, I mean, don't tell me about an inversion that might lead to a, a recession. The Democratic Party, if their wish list were fulfilled, I mean, I'm, I'd be in the Bahamas. I'd be calling, you'd call me in the Bahamas because I'm not staying here with a wealth tax. You pass a federal wealth tax, you come into my house and take my stuff. Um, where's Bill? Um, I think he's in Greenland because <laughs> Trump's going to buy Greenland, I think, isn't he? Yeah. Right, so. Can I tell you something? Yeah. First of all, I need to know, you know, when was the last time the kitchen was updated and how many bathrooms does Greenland have? <laughs> uh, uh, because, you know, you, that's where you really drop all your monies on kitchens and bathrooms. Uh, why? What is this Greenland story? Um, it's just another story that gets floated out, and I can't tell you who floats it, um, to get Trump's name in the, uh, in the paper. I think it came from the Trump people. You have to understand that Trump's on vacation this week, okay? But he hates vacation. He never takes a vacation. He doesn't play miniature golf. He plays real golf. But it's hot and humid, and nobody wants to go to Jersey to play with him. So right. He's got nothing to do. So he goes, yeah, let me buy Greenland. You know, throw you know I, was, I was shocked <laughs> that there. we have tried to buy it twice. I think it was, was it 
Eisenhower or Truman was the last yeah. one. Yeah. Den- Denmark supervises Greenland, okay? So I don't know what's going on in Denmark, but I think if Trump made him a good offer, Denmark would say, I think yeah, they would. You know, now, hey. I don't know if there's anything that we need from Greenland. You yeah, know, it's a big strategic, uh, though. No, I know. It's very yeah. strategic. Right. It goes a thousand miles, I think, into kind of Russian area. Mm. So it's very strategic. Uh, but, you know, is there anything else we can exploit by digging it all up? I mean, I don't know. Salmon. <laughs> More with Bill O'Reilly next. You're listening to Glenn Beck. You know, there are some things in life that is worth their weight in gold. Peace of mind. Peace of mind is one of those things. And, you know, look, you spend most of your time away from home, or if you're at home, you're asleep. But between your job and everything else you do on a regular basis, you're actually home very little, especially during the week. Simply Safe has a home monitoring system that is what you need. State of the art, best in the business, no contract for or hidden fees. There's no fine print. Simply Safe just provides you amazing round the clock monitoring both inside and outside for $15 a month. Now imagine how much better you'd feel knowing that there's one major thing in your life that you don't have to worry about. Simply Safe is the way to go. And Simply Safe has a huge deal going on right now. Go to simplysafebeck.com, get a free HD security camera when you order. It's a $100 value. You get your free HD security camera right now at simplysafebeck.com. That's S M I P L I safebeck.com. Simplysafebeck More with Bill O'Reilly in just a second. If you want to subscribe to Blaze TV, go to blazetv.com. Use the promo code Glenn for 10 bucks off. And don't forget about your BillOReilly.com membership as well. Get it now. Bill O'Reilly is uh, joining us. Hello, America. It's Friday. Um, And uh, I want to talk to you, Bill, about a story that broke yesterday that I think is a totally bogus story. I don't think that they had any intention, really, of even going over to uh, Israel. Uh, but Rashida Tlaib and Elon Omar, who are both the big BDS, you know, spokespeople, they're leading it, leading the charge in Congress. They're both, I think, anti-Semitic. I believe they're both uh, Muslim extremists um, or front people for Muslim extremists. Uh, and they wanted to go over to Israel just to just to, just to go to uh, Judea and Samaria, uh, and then a quick just a quick stop at the Temple Mount. And it, the story is being spun that Donald Trump called up Benjamin Netanyahu and said, "You can't let him in there." And he's such a stooge. He just said, "Oh, okay, whatever you say, Mister President." When indeed, what they have, they passed a law a while ago. Where if you're part of or leading the BDS movement, if you are instrumental in that movement, you're not welcome in Israel. So what Benjamin Netanyahu did was just not grant special exception. When he did finally grant special exception uh, for Tlaib because she has a grandmother there. And Tlaib was like, well, my grandmother is there and she's really sick. And I don't know if it'll be the last time I ever get to see her this mean country. And then he said, oh, on humanitarian reasons, you can go see your grandmother. Oh, well, I really don't want to see her. I'm not going to go. I don't think that these guys really wanted to go. They wanted this fight with Israel. And I think Donald Trump 
wants that fight as well. And he inserted himself because he's trying to paint the Democratic Party. Or I shouldn't even say that. He's trying to make sure that everybody understands the Democratic Party is starting to be led by anti-Semites. Well, first of all, are they going to let you and me in? Aren't we going over there? I yes, hope let they us are. In. Well, I tell you this, Bill. I was there, um, I don't know how many years ago. The last time I was there, I've wanted to go to the Temple Mount every time. And because of who I am, the last time that came from Benjamin Netanyahu, Mr. Beck, you are not to go to the Temple Mount. Now, I could do things, you know, at the wall, but I was not allowed to go on to the Temple Mount. Me, personally, as a citizen, you can go there if you visit. I was I was asked not to, and the last time I was told not to, because it would cause disruption and possibly riots. Right. So I didn't. So did I make a big deal out of that and say, what does it mean, Israel? No. Yeah, obviously, they don't want any problems or any violence. But I think this Talib is going to see her grandmother. Is she not? Or no, she said no. She she just. Uh, it's my understanding that not? this morning she said no. No, why not? Because it had nothing to do with her wanting to see her grandmother. Yeah, that's well, my guess. Get, did she give an explanation of after all this? No, look why this up. I don't think see your grandmother. I just saw a headline uh, that just came across that said she. Because if I'm Granny, I'm a little teed, you know. Yeah, I'm a little teed off. I don't I think, think she you cares. And I, <laughs> you and I should go visit her. And if, if Talib's you not know what? do it, maybe you know? we will. That yeah, would be fun. But maybe we will. We'll go next. March, yeah, and, yeah. And, and we'll visit her grandmother. We'll visit her grandmother, and right. you, is there anything we'll ask to leave? Is there anything you want us to bring your grandmother? Yeah, we'll bring stuff. We'll right. bring bagels, whatever she wants. What? Um, <laughs> Bill, isn't this a win-win for all involved here? Because I feel like the, the squad is very much interested in, in increasing the profile of the squad. And, yeah, that's what it's all about. And Donald Dude, Trump, though. Very astute. Thank you. And I would like to ask you, as, as an author Wait of an minute, what? incredible new book. Excuse me. We're talking. <laughs> incredible new book about Donald Trump that's coming out very soon. Um, it's also great for Donald Trump because it, it, there is a, a huge incentive for Donald Trump to make everyone understand that the squad is the Democratic Party. And if they are the face of the Democratic Party, this is fantastic for Donald Trump. Yeah, and and believe me, Donald Trump's not above being petty and trying to give him a hard time. Um, but I call it the mod squads. Yeah, the squad, I, you know, that that sounds too official. They're the mod squad, and um, they want attention all the time, and that's what they have in in common with the president of the United States. Both entities want attention all day long, and that's what they do to keep themselves in the news cycle. And uh, I'm surprised uh, Miss Ocasio-Cortez didn't get in on this somehow. Uh, maybe she can water ski be- past Tel Aviv and wave <laughs> right. or something. So <laughs> here's here I have I have the answer. Here it is. But after being criticized by backers of a boycott, Miss Talib too reversed course on Friday, saying that she would not make the trip after all. Quote. Visiting my grandmother under these oppressive conditions stands against everything I believe in. Now, why doesn't she just fly her grandmother to Washington? Well, that's an idea. Maybe she doesn't really care. Mm -hmm. And by the way, if you think this is a concentration camp, uh, I'm okay. We're going to let you into Auschwitz to visit with your grandmother. You could go visit and then report on what is exactly happening. She doesn't she didn't want to go in the first place. 
She didn't want to go. Here's another good story about the mod squad. Uh, and I reported this on BillOReilly.com last night. So Ocasio-Cortez is running in 2020 because uh, Congress people have to run every two years, right? She's already raised $2 million for her reelection campaign. Out of the $2 million, you know how many in people in her district donated money? Mm. Like five, isn't it? Ten. Jeez, Ten. that's amazing. <laughs> Ten. And I think they gave a dollar each. So where is this money coming from? I'm, I'm thinking Rob Reiner. I'm, I'm tracing it back to Hollywood. That's where I think this money. Or Soros, he's going to kick in money. Mm-hmm. But see, this woman, she doesn't really represent her district. I mean, we've had story after story after story here in New York where she doesn't even have an office. I mean, she doesn't, nobody knows where she is. This is all showbiz. And I don't know whether I said this to you guys, but I, here is my prediction about Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. She'll run again, most likely win because the machine in New York, there's no Republicans, mm-hmm. um, although she will be challenged by a Democrat in the primary. Um, and then after her second term, she will resign and show up on The View. That's what she wants. That's what's going to happen. She wants to be a star. I agree with you on that. I think she will, uh, and I didn't think of The View, but I think you're right on The View. Absolutely. Uh, I, th- I think that's exactly what she right. is. The View is down to about 2 million viewers, okay? Um, and they're sinking because they have, you know, I mean, really, can any human being watch Joy Behar? Is there any, if you can, please tell me how you get through it. I mean, it's just insane. Goldberg doesn't want to be there. She's going to be out soon. So, but they have to inject somebody like Ocasio-Cortez if they want to keep it. Remember, this is ABC News running this. This is ABC News, not entertainment. I mean, it's just, but anyway, the folks know what it is. They're not watching it anymore. If they want to save it, they Well, it's only ABC News because Barbara Walters said, I mean, that's who her deal was through, was ABC News. Right. And she, she was, was like, I'm going to do program. this. Correct. Um, but in the beginning, um, ABC Entertainment ran it. And, oh, I didn't um, know that. Yes. And then uh, ABC News took it over. I don't know the internal workings there, but they run it now. And, and you know, look, all news operations have collapsed. Everybody knows that. You got an, uh, Richard Engel. He's on Bill Maher. Uh, He's an NBC correspondent, a big correspondent, somebody they send to big places. He's rooting for a recession on television. No, I know. A lot of them are. It's crazy. It's crazy. Right. This would be like Walter Cronkite saying, hey, I I hope we go into recession because I really don't like Nixon. (laughs) You know, it's crazy. Right. It's the same thing. So, um, Bill, let me me leave you with this. Um, The... Uh, Iowa State Fair, blah, 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 don't really care. What I found interesting was the new poll that came out that shows Elizabeth Warren now number two. Bogus poll. Bogus poll? Yep. It's a morning console poll, and I had my crack staff at BillOReilly.com investigate this. Here's how the poll is conducted. Um, Hello, anybody out there? Please call me and tell me who you like. It's not... (laughs) a scientific poll where you do random calling and get registered voters and tell you who they like. No, this is it. Can, can, can anybody get to me, please? Can you tell me what you like? It's just such crap.
happy. There are some of those. Look at this, Paul. Now, Warren could well win the Iowa caucus mm. because the people involved with that have all moved here from Havana. Nobody knows that. Right. But this was a mass uh, <laughs> right. communist people in Iowa. All right. And very few of them. I think there's eight of them that control this caucus. She could win that. But Elizabeth Warren's not going to get the nomination. She's not. Um, and all these polls are all, you know, Fox News puts out a poll that has uh, Bernie Sanders beating Donald Trump. I mean, come on, you know, come on. It's just a joke. It's ridiculous. And but, you know, makes headlines as long as the press likes the candidate. They're going to put it in the headline. Yeah, I mean, the general election polling at this point is basically pointless. Yeah, right. right. You, we yeah. don't know. Yeah, you don't know. You and, know? and people are pricing in these. We haven't seen so, them in, against Trump yet. The There's big, no, you know. The big story here, which is not being covered, is whether Biden has enough left mentally to run for president. And, and this is what's being discussed in the Biden campaign with him himself. Do you have enough? Because he's out there saying insane stuff, that, and he doesn't even know he says it. You know, usually when you make a mistake uh, on the air, which I do, you know, we all do. you hear it in your head. Mm-hmm. You hear the mistake, but he doesn't. You know, well, well, it's I, not... I, the black people are, are just as good as poor people. <laughs> and, oh, I, you know, you go, what? What's happening here? It is amazing. Uh, Bill, and real that's quick. That's a huge story. Go ahead. You mentioned uh, a scenario in which Warren wins Iowa, which is, you know, there's it's possible. But yeah, I, Bernie I, Sanders won New Hampshire last time. Exactly. Right. Um, but if Warren wins Iowa, she yeah. then goes to New Hampshire, which she's competitive in and is also next door. She, she could absolutely win that. So she wins Iowa and New Hampshire. She's got at least a pretty serious shot at this thing, doesn't she? Well, yeah, she could get the nomination, yeah. but she would get wiped out like McGovern did. Mm. But the um, Biden would win New Hampshire if Biden can speak. <laughs> if, the man, if the man can speak... He, but yeah, I really good. thought that he was going yeah. to be the nominee, but the more you watch him... And, and I've never sharp. felt this. He just and these discussions are going on. Yeah, he you just know, looks the, really old. Plan, yeah, one of the plans they floated was he wouldn't say anything. It would just be sign language. The lady would stand next to him. <laughs> 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 this is what he would say if he could still speak. Right, right. Bill O'Reilly from BillOReilly.com. Thank you very much, sir. All right, thanks for reading the book, Beck. That you was bet. very nice of you to read it. Yeah, Thank you very, very much, too. I'll get a book to you ASAP. I'm excited. Thanks, right. Bill. I appreciate Thanks, it. Thanks, Bill. You can read mine. I, only first couple of pages are dog-eared. Okay. After that, I, <laughs> I tell me Biden, how it ends. Should Biden just start giving all of his speeches like the Star Wars open, where he just stands there and then this text just goes, goes over the screen <laughs> in slow motion? I think that's why he kind of looks at the camera with a daze for a while, because <laughs> the teleprompters kind of look like that. He's like, yeah. I think I'm I think I'm in Star Wars. What's going on? <laughs> Somewhere in America, within the sound of my voice, there is a man standing in the hot sun next to an old oil derrick. He turns the wrench in his hand, feeling and hearing the creak of the metal as he puts the old girl back into shape. For as far as he can see in either direction, there's land that's been in his family since this country was settled, or at least it seems. He takes pride in that job that he does. And as he stands, so many others like him. In a pair of Tacovas boots, there's a smile on his face. Tacovas boots, they're made by hand for people who may not still work by hand, 
but they may want to live that dream that, I don't know, they're like that guy standing in the sun in Texas. They're made with the finest leathers available by the best bootmakers around. Takes over 200 steps to make a pair, and yet they're half the price of a similar, a similar quality boot. That's because Stakovas believes in a handshake kind of deal kind of world. It's the kind of world with the man and the sound of my voice. That's, that, that's the world he wants to live in. The kind of world we all want to live in. And the kind of, the kind of world that when you're wearing Tacovis for a second, when you look down at your boots or you just feel the comfort of them, you think all's right with the world. Tacovis boots at tacovis.com slash Beck. Tacovis, T E C O V A S dot com slash Beck. Best boot, best price. Tacovis.com slash Beck. You know, I, uh, I just have to tell you, um, I love, I love technology. I love Google. We were just talking about the Mod Squad, and I remember the Mod Squad, the original 1970s. And so I, I just as I'm talking to Bill O'Reilly and not really listening to him, I'm Googling the Mod Squad, and I see that Peggy Lipton was the girl who I think I might have had a crush on when I was really, really, really young. Um, and, uh, and then uh, Rashida Jones. So I look up Peggy Lipton, and I'm like, I know I know her from other things. Oh, my gosh, that's a woman from the Mod Squad. I didn't know that. Oh, she was 72. She died. So I mourned there while Bill was still droning on. Uh, and then uh, I see that her daughter is Rashida Jones, who you also know. Do you know the name? It, Look her up. From uh, The Office and yeah, yeah, and Parks and Rec? Yeah, that's mm-hmm. Peggy Lipton's daughter from The Mod Squad. Oh, I, I, did not, I didn't know that. I didn't know that I, either. I, I didn't, so I, I love the fact that you can just go down these wormholes. It's never productive. No. It never gives you any information that you want. But is the kind of information that you do just what I just did right now, where we waste national time going, did you know that that's Rashida Jillian and she was, and they're related and the, that's the mother and... And is it Quincy Jones too, right? That's her dad? I didn't get that far. Oh, <laughs> I think that's the famous part I of the story. Well, I think I knew. On, just let me, now, let me, now, now we're in Wikipedia just, again. Yeah, <laughs> I got to go back to Wikipedia, which, of course, only tells us the truth. Yes. <laughs> the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. We're going to talk about a couple of things. First of all, Daniel Lappin is with us. Everybody needs a rabbi, and this is my favorite rabbi. And there's a lot of great rabbis out there. Uh, Daniel Lappin is going to talk to us a little bit with uh, about Talib and Omar. I want to get his view on this. Also, what the unifying theme is on this, this push to socialism. All that and more in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. So do you know what a VPN is? Um, A VPN is, uh, I'm telling you, it's going to be kind of like a deep fake. A lot of people don't know what a deep fake is yet. But uh, there's going to come a day very soon where everyone in the world will be talking about a deep fake. The same thing is going to happen with a VPN. It's a virtual private network. Uh, Something is going to happen and there's going to be such hacks and, and such violations of privacy that everybody's going to say, you need a VPN. 
You need one. It is what will stop Facebook from tracking you, Google from tracking you, bad guys from tracking you. You sit in, you know, oh, no, it's, a, it's got a password protected public Wi-Fi. It doesn't matter. They got the password, too. I don't know if you know that. Uh, a VPN protects you, your computer, your history, your life, everything. It's uh, available uh, right now, and you can get a good VPN. Uh, and and uh, all you all you need to do is um, is you you get a VPN at um, at Norton Norton dot com slash VPN. Now LifeLock is another part of this. LifeLock is their sister company, and LifeLock takes care of the the other part. And some, in case somebody is trying to grab onto your information not through a wireless system, you got it covered with a VPN. But there are people that are coming after you in all different sorts of ways. That's why you need LifeLock. They kind of they you can do both. They got them. They got them both. LifeLock.com. Use the promo code Beck. They can't you know monitor all transactions at all businesses, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But with LifeLock, they are the best. LifeLock.com, promo code BECK. Mr. Uh, sorry, Rabbi Daniel Lappin. How are you, Rabbi? Couldn't be better, thank you, uh, Glenn. Good to have you. I and can't wait to go on vacation with you. I was just going to say, I, 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 I count, I'm, I'm marking the days on the calendar. I know, it's going to be great. We so far have 3,000 people on this ship yeah. that are going to come with yeah. us. Uh, and I hope you don't mind. I've added some extra shows on the on the trip i don't mind at all i think that that's yeah i mean that's it's gonna be fun game for yeah Absolutely. it's gonna be fun yeah. um and so I mean, to actually vacation with a few thousand of our closest friends yeah, is that's, wonderful that's right that's right and get to see some really cool things yeah um uh, let me just start with the news of the day with uh rashida talib and uh elon omar they there the story yesterday came out as donald trump just called his best friend benjamin netanyahu and said don't let these crazy people in and israel did it that's not the story is it i mean israel has a problem with people who are running bds and they passed a law and let's remember the left has a problem in general with the idea of national borders of any kind whatsoever and so mm. the notion that Israel should exert any form of sovereignty is profoundly disturbing. It's like a deep stomachache for them. Right. So the, so then Benjamin Netanyahu said, because Tlaib said, I've got a grandmother and this might be the last time I see her. I'm just a humanitarian. He said, well, you can apply for a humanitarian. We'll grant that. You can come on in. Today, Tlaib said, uh, no, I, I, I can't go under these conditions. I refuse to see my grandmother under these conditions. What conditions? Yeah, well, I mean, I think the main condition is grandma probably said, keep her out. I can't stand her. You know, that's probably what happened. But uh, So the idea that a country is going to let people in who are actively trying to destroy that country. Yes. I don't think they actually even cared on going. Uh, and one of the things they announced in advance they were going to do is visit the Temple Mount. What do you think that would have done? 
uh, some Friday with Talib and Omar on the Temple Mount. That would not have been good. No, it would, uh, would unquestionably have precipitated drama, which is exactly what they want. Right, right. Look, I mean, I, there's a bottom line to it all, which is that um, uh, these are two women, and they're by no means unique in this, of course. Right. Uh, the, 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 there are um, huge numbers of people uh, they speak for and they're with, but um, these are people essentially um, who are haters of a Western civilization and doing everything in their power to undermine it. It so happens that the uh, most effective defenders of Western civilization in a hostile world right now are the United States of America and the state of Israel. And so for these reasons, uh, these two countries arouse the intense hostility uh, of all those, the unifying theme on the left, I think, is hatred of Western civilization and everything that it was built upon. So uh, what, is, what exactly is it that you do? I just saw a, a poll today that said while the approval rating of China is collapsing, uh, not necessarily with millennials at least not collapsing as fast. Millennials are saying, oh, I kind of like the idea of what China's doing. How, how is that even possible? Uh, you know, part of it, of course, uh, millennials, um, I think, is a, uh, a catch-all phrase that probably includes a lot of people who don't agree on everything in exactly the same way as there's no such thing as America's black community, right? Mm -hmm. And there certainly isn't such a thing as America's Jewish community. As a matter of fact, if you gathered all the self-identified Jews of America into a huge, you know, four million seat auditorium and said, we're here to find the one thing we can all agree on. Um, they would only all agree that Hitler was a very bad man. There's nothing else all American <laughs> Jews would agree on. So uh, the notion that all millennials agree on something is, is childish. And it's just a notion pushed by, um, by some of the, the pundits with nothing to say. Uh, you know, there's 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 a part of them, I would say that that, that appreciate the the rapidity of the rise of China. Um, many people dislike the, um, the the freedom with which they have purloined the intellectual products of the West uh, through. Um, uh, through literal theft and and through other means as well. There are many people who admire that. They don't like it. They don't think it's a good thing, but they say, you know what? Those guys were really determined. Um, when, you, when you look at China, it is very hard not to see uh, a nation on the ascent. Mm -hmm. They're moving up. Mm -hmm. And what we uh, want to try and do everything we can to uh, to avoid is America becoming a nation on its way down. It's had its day in history. Mm -hmm. uh, it's now getting ready to leave the stage and make room for China. I hope that's not the case, and all the, the work you've been diligently devoting yourself to these many past years has been devoted to avoiding that eventuality. But I think for many people, they kind of welcome it and look forward because their contempt for America as a representative of civilization is so deep that uh, even to be displaced by China is desirable. So, but I think that uh, also there is a, another, there's another set of people that don't want to see America leave the stage, don't hate America, et cetera, et cetera, but 
are tired of the leadership role because they think that that because we've all been convinced, not all of us, but we've been convinced that, you know, to lead means you have to be the policeman of the world. For instance, Hong Kong. Uh, I don't know what to do about Hong Kong, except if I were president, I would be stating as firmly as I could, knowing who owns our national debt, that we stand with people who, you know, search for freedom and, and understand the universal truths that all men are created equal. I don't want to send troops over there. I don't want to do that. When Taiwan falls, if Hong Kong, if these guys are all rounded up and killed, Taiwan is next. It's just done. You know, and the we, only thing is, though, if they really wanted Taiwan, the time to have taken it was during the Obama administration, when there would have been a, a yawn and an explanation to the public as to why this makes sense in the in the new world order. Uh, so I'm not sure they actually wanted. And, and for the sake of, of a discussion, Glenn, I would say that um, from a, a strategic point of view, it's not really a good idea to ever point a gun at anybody, particularly if it's not loaded. Yes. Um, and so I don't think that making a statement about Hong Kong is, is necessarily a good idea, particularly since we're not willing to send in troops. Right. So, well, that was kind of kind of my point. I mean, yeah. you can say that you're standing with people who uh, have freedom, but that doesn't mean anything other than... We salute you for standing, for recognizing these universal truths, but you're kind of on your you're, own. Yeah, yippee. What good does that do so us? So yeah. here's my dilemma. Isn't that kind of what America said? I'm, I'm reading a book right now called The Volunteer. Have you read that? No, I haven't. Really good. It's about a guy who's been erased from history by the Soviet Union who volunteered to go into Auschwitz to find out what was really going on and create uh, an underground movement in the camp and get the information out. It's incredible. I always guy. read your recommendations, oh, this your book is, recommendations, and I'll, do, I'll read that it's one It's an incredible book. Um, but he was just a, a normal guy. Now, he's in the camp. He's, I'm at the place now in the book. He's been there for about two and a half years, and it's, you know, it's, hor- it's Auschwitz. And he's like, where is everybody? Did the information get out? Yeah, the information got out, but what are you going to do about it? What are you going to do about it? So we all know that was a mistake. But aren't we making those same mistakes with the prisons in North Korea or the prisons in, in China, these giant re-education camps? We know that that's what's going to happen to these people if they survive in Hong Kong. Do we have any responsibility? I don't believe we do. I believe the now as an individual, Glenn Beck might decide to support a ministry that uh, that tries to get people in there to help them. Right. But as a government of the United States with coercive taxing authority uh, to become the effective policeman or for or even worse, the spinster aunt of the world wagging a bony finger. Uh, with absolutely no strength behind it, uh, I think it's enough already. That's not that's not what the government of the United States has responded. Nobody appointed them to promote values around the world. We promoted them to follow the Constitution, which says nothing whatsoever about being the policeman of the world. It's on the contrary. Uh, for for many years, the 
uh, early Americans knew the important thing was to absolutely stay out of the old world and its problems. Um, and so I can't see anybody. Don't forget. So some were of we the, right to ignore what was happening in Poland and Germany with the Jews? Should we have just done something as individuals, but we were right to stay many, out? Many people were doing things as individuals. But this idea that somehow the allies were evil for failing to bomb Auschwitz. Hello. They were bombing Hamburg. They right. were bombing the Ruhr Valley. Right. They were destroying the dams. Right. Meanwhile, I'm not saying that. No, no. no I, yeah, I, I see what you're saying. But we, I'm talking about before we even engaged in the war. Yes. The, you know, a lot of this stuff could have happened. You know, may have happened differently. But then again, World War Two is really caused by World War One and our sticking Absolutely. our big nose, yes. big nose into everything and not letting the Germans win World War One. Right. Frankly, yes. right. Uh, so, I mean, I, you know, I, I don't know. It's just a weird place because I think the country, I think there's a lot of conservatives that are transitioning that are, have always been, for, you know, like these people who are like, I, you know, let's go save the little guy. Let's go help. Let's stop this. But you look at the world and you're like, no, no, we only make it worse usually. Um, sometimes we make it better. Sometimes we don't. What we did in the Middle East. Uh, what a waste of know. money and blood. And blood. What yeah. a waste, it, you know. It, it I, seems like there's like a certain hurdle to clear, right? It, you know, there's a certain level of risk and a certain level of damage being done. Like Hong Kong, they're protesting in airports. It's important. I think moral support is important. Um, and we can do that as individuals. Um, you know, Germany and the Holocaust is a different situation, right? There's a much higher threat level to us at that moment and also a much higher damage level even a rwanda where there's a huge massive damage that's not necessarily what's happening in hong kong um so there is i think that our level has to be our 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 response without deep thought needs to be no right like we need to we need to defer and default to no we're not getting involved and only when it raises to some insane president's popularity is that he says he ran on that this is all about america so you want to use tax money and uh and the goodwill of the american people it's not to fix up the whole world it's Mm -hmm. amazing to me how people still on the left will say oh well uh, donald trump's a warmonger we (laughs) haven't had I mean, yeah, we haven't one. had one that is this peace going, I think, since maybe Carter. Now, Carter was worthless. This guy is just like, no, it doesn't rise to this level. You yes. know, I mean, he is. He wants to stay out. I mean, that's he his... wants to stay out. And I think in a good way, yeah, yeah. in a real good way. Um, you know, and going back, I mean, as you, you mentioned, the Middle East, uh, the only rationale for dealing with Iraq was the conviction that there were weapons of mass destruction, which at the time was not an unreasonable assessment. Mm-hmm. But other than that, uh, this this foolishness that permeated so much of the Republican establishment at the time, uh, that nation building, and we've got to bring democracy to you the can't Middle East. Give it to people. You know, just how stupid can people really be? <laughs> yeah. Arrogant. Not only they were stupid, I yeah. think, no, I no think they were arrogant. Yeah. Um, all right, back in just a second. More with Rabbi Lappin. Stand by. First, let me tell you about X Chair. If you want to stop uh, what you're doing for just a minute and just listen, let, uh, let the silence spin out for a couple of seconds. Now, do you hear that? The slight creaking, groaning noise every time you even move slightly? You know what that sound is? The sound of your chiropractor making a fortune. 
Little did you know it, but every time you wince with back pain, a uh, massage therapy student uh, gets her diploma. It's kind, of, it's kind of like every time you hear the bell ring, an angel gets wings. If you're sitting in a substandard office chair every day, you're practically begging to have to pay these people money for the rest of your life. Why not invest in a chair that's going to work with your back, not against it? The X chair is exactly what you need. It's patented variable uh, dynamic variable lumbar support system is going to ensure that your back gets the royal treatment it frankly deserves. X chair on sale now for $100 off. Just go to xchairbeck.com. That's xchairbeck.com or call 1-844-4X-CHAIR. Go to xchairbeck.com right now. Use the promo code XWHEELS and you're going to receive a free set of the new X wheels with your chair. That's xchairbeck.com. Promo code BECK. 10 seconds station ID. We're with Rabbi Daniel Lappin, and I, I want to get him to tell the story about uh, socialism and the, the world's first attempt at socialism coming up in, in just a minute or so. Um, he told me this story once, uh, and it, it has never left me. And I, it's just one of the best. It's just one of the best ways to look at what is happening to us. And I think it's true um, than, than anybody else I've ever heard. We'll get him to talk about that coming up in a second. Uh, first, let me let me ask you, what do you think is um, coming our way? Looking at the the Democratic Party right now, um, Joe Biden is, I mean, if he gets the nomination and if he can hold it together, I mean, he's looking. I don't mean this in a mean way or in any other way. I wouldn't say it if I didn't think it was true. I've never thought that he was old until recently, where he seems like he's starting to slip a little bit. Um, do you feel that way? Sadly, yes. Yeah, absolutely. Right. right. Um, so that leaves us with the leaders being Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren. Uh, and if one of if if Bernie Sanders drops out, I think a lot of that support will go to Elizabeth Warren. What do you think an Elizabeth Warren uh, presidency would be like? Um, utterly incomprehensible, uh, unthinkable. It would uh, it it would be uh, um, a hard shift uh, leftwards. Um, look, Bill O'Reilly the- just said um, that he thought it would be a depression, a 1930s depression, if she won. It's very possible. He's right because she actually has said. And so is her chief economist, a a lady who's a professor at uh, State University of New York, that the government can spend as much money as it needs to or wants to because people must remember that the government always has the ability to print more money. It's new. It's the modern monetary theory, right? <laughs> that, that's exactly right. Oh, yeah. you know all about oh, this. Oh, I know yes. it. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. crazy. That's exactly I what was they talking, call it. <laughs> I was talking to a banker last week, and he's like, no, that's not true. And I said, yes, they're talking about it now in Washington. Yeah, so and MMT, here's, the yeah. here's the problem. Here's the problem. Pick a hundred university students doing any liberal arts program on any campus in the United States of America and ask the hundred people what's wrong with that statement. How many do you think will have the faintest clue that there's a problem? Uh, none. 
I agree with you. I, I, very I few. I don't think anybody knows yeah. why the government cannot just go ahead and print money in order. By the way, universal basic income depends on that notion Correct. as well. Correct. Okay. Back in uh, just a second with Rabbi Lappin. Uh, I'm going to ask him to explain this uh, part of the Bible that talks about socialism. What? Yeah, it actually, I think, does. It'll blow your mind next. You're listening to Glenn Beck. All right, let me tell you about our our sponsor. It's MyPillow. I... I don't know how you sleep at night, but I toss and turn and I'm constantly fluffing my pillows. You don't have to do that with my pillow. You count sheep. Yeah, that didn't really work for me. It really didn't. It didn't work. Sometimes you just try to fall asleep by, um, you know, counting Bernie Sanders, you know, bad policies, maybe. Uh, but I got up to a thousand and I was still counting. The real answer to fall asleep and have a good night's sleep is my pillow. My pillow inventor Mike Lindell has has uh, developed a pillow that you really kind of almost have to be fitted for. You'll wake up refreshed in the morning, having slept through the night, and the best part: no dreams of crazy socialists taking over the country, which is very comforting. My pillow, sleep all the way through. Get a two pack of premium pillows right now for sixty nine ninety eight at mypillow.com. Call them at eight hundred nine six six three one one seven. Or go to MyPillow.com and use the promo code BECK and you'll get that special deal. It's about 34 bucks a pillow at MyPillow.com. Promo code BECK. Go to BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code Glenn. Get 10 bucks off your subscription. Join Blaze TV today. I have to tell you, I'm so torn. I don't know which way to go. We were just talking about AI uh, off the air with uh, Daniel Lappin, and he just said something to me that I just have to pursue. Uh, you said, for you, it comes down to how come, uh, or how did you say it? Whether no, or not- I, th- I said that the, the absolute fundamental key to this discussion is whether identical twins have the same fingerprints or different fingerprints, and you responded immediately, different fingerprints. Right. And the the question that we all have to come back with right away is, but that's impossible because identical twins mean literally a split fertilized ovum and sperm. There is no DNA data that one child has that the other doesn't. So how do we end up with different fingerprints? It is absolutely inexplicable. Now, before anybody jumps in, oh, I know the answer. You, you really don't know the answer. Here's what you're going to say. <laughs> One thing you're going to say is that uh, Buckle up. Uh, <laughs> contact with the uterine lining, the child moves his fingers over the uterine lining, mm-hmm. and that causes changes. Well, that ought to produce an incoherent smudge. It doesn't. What we end up with is a perfectly coherent, different set of fingerprints, unique and different from anyone else in the whole world. How? Well, it's epigenetics. Now, epigenetics is a word that is created to explain something that at the moment is still inexplicable. Epigenetics is a theory that says certain genes get turned on and off in certain inexplicable ways. Look, um, we're dealing with a world today where Uh, It is an absolutely fundamental obsession that there needs to be a materialistic explanation for every life process. 
and they are desperate to find a materialistic explanation for this one. The fact remains that uh, I have an explanation. Now, my worldview is that not that through a lengthy process of unaided, unaided <clears throat> materialistic evolution, that primitive protoplasm transformed into plumbers and proctologists. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that's what happened. Mm -hmm. The other viewpoint is that the good Lord created us and put us here, created us in his image and put us here. I can't prove that, of course. Right. But the point is neither can the other side prove their viewpoint. Mm -hmm. These are decisions each and every person has to make for themselves based on their own evidence. So and when you said unaided, you mean that it, it might have been that we crawled out of a swamp, but there was a design, there was a creation, there was a creator. Yes, we're ruling that out, right. Yeah. Uh, the, 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 the left, uh, theolog the theological narrative of the mm -hmm. left is unaided yeah. materialistic. Therefore, how do twins, identical twins have the, well, there's got to be some explanation. Well, there actually is. The explanation is that we were created in the image of a god, and the whole reason we call it monotheism is because God is unique. There's not a mm -hmm. whole panoply of them. This isn't Greek mythology. And so if God is unique, then if he created us in his image, well, then obviously we're unique as well. And how are we unique? We are unique in our faces and our fingerprints. That's how we are unique. Um, our fingers are the, uh, the metaphor for our creativity. You know, people speak the work yeah, of your hands. Right. Uh, right. And for us to be unique there makes absolutely sense. To me, a fingerprint should better be called a soul print, not a fingerprint. And so um, will will it be possible to create some humanoid monster? Uh, I, I don't know the answer to that. I have absolutely no idea. But Well, we were talking about Elon Musk off the air. Yeah. And, and you said, if Elon Musk says it, unless it refers to batteries, I say no. I go the other way, yes. Right. Yeah. Um, and uh, that brought me to uh, AI, which is around the corner. Um, now, whether we get there or not, people s speculate. But we are getting to a place to where uh, artificial intelligence will become general intelligence and then super intelligent, uh, and we will not be able to keep up with it. And they are already... Starting. Glenn, we already can't. Right now, it is impossible to fly an F-18 fighter jet without a computer. In Correct. other words, a pilot, a, a any human being, lacks the speed. Correct. And, and, so, and I think the same is true for most passenger jets today. I think if there's a computer failure, yeah. basically you just need to get it down as quickly as possible because you can't fly it uh, entirely manually without the electronics. So we, we have a level of intelligence, if you like, electronic or digital intelligence that um, is faster than humans. But what I don't see is um, the – and here's where I would differ from, from Elon Musk. He's obviously smarter than me, but I don't know that he has more wisdom than me. Mm -hmm. um, wisdom isn't intelligence. Mm -hmm. uh, he is super intelligent, but I don't think he's a wise person. And um, what what wisdom, and again, wisdom, as far as I'm concerned, didn't come from me. It just came from, from my knowledge of the Bible. Mm -hmm. But um, part of what, the, what wisdom would dictate here is that uh, it's not a case of intelligence. It's also a case of will and consciousness. And I see zero evidence of any machine developing the capacity of consciousness and will. 
And without that... So what is consciousness? Um, consciousness is awareness of self. In other words, human beings write poetry about their feelings. Dolphins, for all their intelligence, do not. Uh, orca computers whales are, do not. Uh, computers uh, can write music. It won't be long. I mean, it's already passed the Turing test. Computers have already that, passed the Turing that's test. That's a very low bar, to No, be I honest. know that. It yeah. is. It is. But what is the bar of consciousness? Prove that you are conscious. I know your conscience, you're conscious. You know I am. But how do we prove that? How do I prove it to myself? I, or to I, others? I, I, I define myself. I, I can describe my innermost feelings. And, and uh, as far as composing music, which I absolutely cannot do, I wish I could, but um, converting uh, human emotions into sounds, um, I don't know that intelligence, uh, that machinery will ever be able to do that. In other words, I can say to a songwriter, a genius, I mean, whether it's Paul McCartney or, or, mm. or composers of the past, write a piece of music that'll make men be willing to march off to war. A human being can do that. Write music that'll bring a lump to my throat. I'm a hardened guy, and uh, I, I, I'm not a very emotional, sentimental guy. Write music that... And somebody will do that. I believe. But I don't think a machine ever will. I believe we are either there or very close. Uh, I'll, be, I'll I, bet you. I'll bet you in our lifetime, in, our, in, the, in the next five years, I'll be able to prove that wrong. Well, we shall see. Right yeah. now, I will travel anywhere in the world to see a machine that can compose music on demand. I don't believe it. Well, they can compose music in the same band. way, by the way, that um, when all the, uh, with the do you emotion. remember all the the fever about Coco the gorilla that was talking? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And yeah. Um, uh, again, you know, I, I, I was not the only one, obviously, but 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 plenty of people who understood these things were saying it's complete nonsense. There's a woman who's invested her entire life on making this gorilla talk. I think we can assume she's projecting a little bit. Then when we actually got down to it and we took a look at it, we saw that not only couldn't the gorilla talk, but she didn't even believe the gorilla could talk. Animals cannot talk. Speech is part of human consciousness. All right, so now let me switch uh, topics. I'm going to take a quick break, and I'm going to come back, and I want you to tell. We've only got about seven minutes or so. So you got to tell the the story. Can you tell it in that time? Absolutely. Okay, we'll do that in a second. Yeah. On On socialism... It's in it's in the Bible. The first the first example of socialism is in the Bible. Uh, and God doesn't like it too much. We'll get <laughs> we'll get to that here in just a second. You know, that part uh, under the hood of your car that's about to break. Of course, you don't. I don't either. I don't ever know what's wrong. I My car broke down. My truck broke down. I actually was I felt so stupid. I went and I, I couldn't for a while. I couldn't even figure out how to open the damn hood of this truck. And then I finally open it. And then I stand in there and I'm looking at the engine like. What am I looking for? I don't know what's wrong with I know exact. I have the same information with the hood closed as with the hood open. I have no idea. Most of us are wandering around in our cars, never quite sure what's going to happen from one day to the next with a, with a car. And when it does happen, we have no idea what just happened. If you don't have the right coverage, you might be in for a world of financial hurt. Uh, and it goes to the big, great junkyard in the sky. Trust Car Shield. In addition to providing 24-7 roadside assistance, 
and a rental car when yours is in the shop. CarShield also makes the process of fixing your car for a covered repair extremely easy. You can even have your preferred mechanic or the dealership do the work. It's a choice most people won't give you. CarShield is paying them. They just want the car fixed just like you do. 800-CAR-6000. Mention the promo code BECK or visit carshield.com and use the promo code BECK and save 10%. That's carshield.com, promo code BECK, or call 800-CAR-6000 and mention promo code BECK. This is the Glenn Beck Program. (laughs) Welcome to the program. Uh, We have... um, I just have to have you back uh, and talk about a bunch of other things. Um, uh, are you sure our cruise is long enough for 10 no, days? I don't I think mean, so, yeah. yeah. I think we're uh, out of time. All right, so uh, Rabbi Lappin is here. Socialism, first time it's mentioned or first time it's tried is in the Bible, you say? Yes. Um, so uh, implanted into the human soul. Am I allowed to use the word soul? Yes, on, you on are. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Uh, because there are a lot of shows you can't I say. I know, this one but, is... Something. It's it's not a soul-free environment. <laughs> no, okay. no. Well, uh, implanted in the human soul uh, is a tension between two types of existence. Um, we human beings are created to connect. Uh, we have um, scores of muscles in our faces which have no utilitarian function having to do with breathing or eating. They are only there for expression purposes because a face-to-face meeting actually means something. Uh, being made to connect, um, the, the good Lord created a world in which isolation is almost a death sentence. One of the unifying characteristics of uh, the homeless, the overwhelming majority, detached from friends and family. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the unifying characteristics of mass killers, not only those who use guns, but also those who use knives, which the press is reluctant to report. The unifying characteristic is not guns. The unifying characteristic is loneliness and isolation. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we are all created to connect. We thrive in some form of connection. We uh, are doomed without it. Now, the, the two forms of connecting, connecting requires some form of organization. And the, the two forms of organization uh, are depicted in the, the first uh, 12 chapters of the Bible. Uh, the tension is between the worldview of a guy called Nimrod and the worldview of a guy called Abraham. Mm-hmm. Uh, which which is which is why um, the the two of them are at loggerheads throughout uh, throughout that part of the Bible, and uh, Abraham's worldview is uh, essentially one that was adopted by the founders of the United States of America, which is limited central government, but a moral and religious people whose fear of God, if you like will keep them from the majority of crime, because if you don't take that avenue, there are not enough policemen to watch the policemen, which is kind of where we're at Correct. right now. Right. Uh, and um, the Nimrod worldview is, no, everything has to be centrally organized. And where this this fundamental disagreement, I think is worth spending 20 seconds on this, the fundamental disagreement comes from the fundamental a worldview dichotomy of whether we were created by a good and loving God in his image and placed here, or whether we got here through a lengthy process of unaided materialistic evolution. If the latter, 
then we are nothing but animals. We are sophisticated animals. We're smarter than many animals. We're quicker than some, slower than others, but we're just another creature on the spectrum of biological life on the planet. The other worldview says, no, we are unique, touched by the finger of God. But if we're the, the other way, well, then just like animals in a zoo or animals in the Kruger National Park in South Africa or animals in a farm, there needs to be a zookeeper or a game warden or a farmer to take care of things. The name of that is the, the word government. And so the, the story of the Tower of Babel is really remarkable. It, in, in many ways, it's, it's, it's the most revelatory nine verses uh, anywhere in the book of Genesis. Nine verses at the beginning of chapter 11. We're going to run out of time. We have two minutes. Oh, I no. Know. Yeah. So I guess anyone who's interested just has to come on the cruise. <laughs> you just have to come on the cruise. <laughs> we'll cover yeah. it there. Uh, no, okay, fine. Well, uh, the, the tower represents centralized control, obviously, and uh, the, the tension is whether people are going to be bricks or stones. Right. And uh, stones created by God, each one unique and different, um, bricks created by man, and only fulfills their function by each one being identical. And we find the, the, the bureaucrat's love of public transport is to make us into bricks. So we all travel in the same route. And they hate cars because cars are individual. They are yeah. unique. Each person picks his own color, picks mm-hmm. whatever he goes where he wants, when he wants. Mm-hmm. The, the bureaucrat uh, working in a, in a babble mindset hates the idea of unique human beings. That's why... Um, national identity registries and giving everyone a number. They love that because it lets them. How about government housing? You, you Don't you dare paint your front door a different color if you're in government housing. Mm-hmm. You're a brick. You've got to be just like everyone else. So when God scattered them, changed their language, did he literally change their language or he, did he disrupt the system that allowed them to communicate in an efficient form? No, it was a disruption of language. It was actually the, the breakdown of Hebrew into all the other languages. This is a, a, a big subject and, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and we'll start people but uh, uh, but yeah the, um, the 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 model that God is saying look and by the way we we find the word islands used in Genesis for that reason it, it meant cultural islands this was really the, the federal model mm-hmm. of the founders mm-hmm. let each state do its own experiment and the other states can watch and see if it's good we'll follow if it, if it but not everybody doing the same thing all the time what's your web address where people can find you rabbi Daniel Lappin.com you can also find his uh, podcast on the blaze on the blaze because Become a member or download wherever you find your podcasts. You're listening to Glenn Beck.